Hello, James here. This is the James Cast. And what are you listening to? We will fix it with Colin Thomas. We're going to DIY you, but we're spinning the regular DIY from your home and stuff to you and stuff. You got it. We're not fixing physical things like your door. We're fixing the physical thing like your body. Jack Foe joins us from www.healthierdubai.com. The four-week accountability program is what he's all about. This is really cool stuff because it's simple, it's easy, and it's all about you. Jack Foe talks us through how you can become healthier. Colin is living proof of this working. You're going to love it. This is, well, the Jack Foe Show. <laughs> Originally broadcast on potaholics.com. What we do here on the James Cast is we add in the extra bits. A little bit of conversation before it all gets going. You're going to love it. Here we go. Jack Foe is going to fix you. Do you remember that one that we did together with Andrew? Yeah. And then I had to apologize four days later. Because <laughs> we went off on one like you wouldn't believe. It was just, it was just yeah, that was a, a good show. Riff. That was a good show. Yeah, no, but you, we had nowhere to put it. it sure as heck wasn't maintenance. I, is that getting louder in yours? How's that better, better, I'm better? I'm on four. It's, it's my train of thought as well for some reason. Yeah. When it goes quiet, I lose all train of yeah. thought. You, you seem to stop completely yeah. as soon as it went down. It, it yeah. was instantaneous as well. I, I saw him and you stopped your conversation and went, no, no, I cannot hear myself anymore. Something. We need to reset. Yes, brain stops. It just doesn't happen anymore. It's really <laughs> odd, that, isn't it? Well, if you look at the dementia studies, and uh, one, one thing, obviously, when it comes to fitness, you look at the dementia brain from someone who has continued to train throughout. Yeah. Um, yes. um, the, the brain stays very active instead of being someone who gets to 70 and they're more sitting on the sofa at home just watching TV yeah. and engaging with that. So, now, I'm not saying that's the case with everybody, but a big part of it is how active do you keep yourself and what do you do uh, away from yes. being at home do you go out do you um t take time to yourself do you still educate yourself as you get older because a lot of people don't yeah and this is a big worry that we're seeing where people are just Jack, getting to just wait for one second james are we going to start and then do do it properly or yeah, are we, yeah. are we yeah. just going yeah yeah no no we're going to start right let's start it and let's include this <laughs> this is really good this is really good stuff i think everything we've got so far yeah. will probably factor in should, so. we, should we quickly intro it as well because yeah yeah like, we have we why have, on a we, maintenance podcast yeah 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 well that's involved. that's exactly and what we're gonna human do human maintenance is my human yeah. body very, maintenance very is definitely the way to go yeah. i like it. and so yeah. how are you saying your your family name uh, foe. Okay. It's in right. fake. Yeah, yeah. No, really? I, 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 I thought, I thought, uh, it wasn't going to be some British twist on yeah. that, but because I'm looking at it, it and I thought. It's hard working in sales and having the surname oh, that says fake. Well, I know? thought that. I thought, because yeah. then I was looking back and I was going, yeah, he's, this guy works in sales with Jack Foe. This has got to be a put on name. <laughs> this really can't be. So where's, are you, are you French originally? Or? Uh, originally, well, the, the story is that we came over with William the Conqueror, but to know how really? much that is true is uh, but to keep one of those things. name of the generations without <laughs> That's it being awesome. anglicized, isn't Incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of seven children as well, so wow. uh, there's a lot of foes in the UK. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. All oh, right, into that. then let's uh, let's fire away. Are you ready? Are you happy with my volume? I feel like I've got a load of, of reverb or something weird oh, that's going on. Just talk close to the mic. Yeah, it's, it's me, you, then. Oh, yeah, right. it's you. It's, it's, that's a surprise. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as you start years. pulling it away, if you listen to last week, last time we did the podcast, yeah. you did it because you kept pulling away with masks on. It's a natural it. thing, though. Yeah, yeah. And you, and but so you'd have thought you got to keep it just like that. I got the hang of it. Just imagine right. you're so an 80s DJ. As soon as you pull it away, then you get the room. Oh God, I should get a grip. Really, come on, I shouldn't be so amateurish. But you I should just use one that's solid. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't do it. We tried that. Totally. Incredible. Do you feel it's too in your face? Yeah, well, I can't. I naturally, I'm naturally all over the place. You see, so it doesn't really. When I watch podcasts online and I see these sort of things, and they're saying, "Stay close to the mic," and yeah. I can imagine myself talking and going yeah. like this. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's like. <laughs> 
So oh, really? this is the other thing. So you were asking about Potaholics and the James cast because yeah. they're two very different podcasts Yes, and they have different audiences. I'm There's not the, sure I'm happy about having a French audience, to be honest. And the, the James I'm cast has a, the James cast has a rather large French audience, like over 15% of the people wow. listening to it are from France. Why? <laughs> I don't how did, they, how they did love they me. find it? They like, love me. Deezer. I'm on Deezer. Yeah. We're on Deezer. I don't even know what Deezer is. So it's another version of Spotify, but it, it's operated yeah. out of France. Oh, okay. It was so, quite big out here, I believe, yeah, yeah. Deezer as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now Spotify are trying to take over the market here. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Deezer came after Apple, Mar- uh, Apple Music. They went towards Deezer, and now they want to go towards Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. there we go. Right, come on. Give me <laughs> <an> intro. <laughs> okay, let's do it. All right, here we go. It's We Will Fix It time with Colin Thomas. I'm James Pikeaway coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai's podcast studio. And it's the We Will Fix It show with a twist because usually we fix stuff, doors, and everything to do in your home. That's garage doors, that's water, that's tiles, that's, and the list goes on. Do you like that? That's, that's, that's called Foley. It's that's, being a Foley artist. That's quite incredible. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> we got Jack Foe joining us today because not only are we talking fixing stuff, but we're talking fixing you and how this links in because someone might be wondering, how do you have a personal fixer in what well, we usually talk about physical fixing things, although personal and physical could be the same thing. Colin, you've been talking about at least a month now. Oh, it's longer than that. I've been, I've been four months now. Actually, four months. Four months next week. Yeah, it isn't an overnight thing. This, but it's been a revelation beyond belief. Well, you you started talking that you know, look, you were that the paunch was getting in there. The kids are getting older. You were getting slower. Timing thing. Everything was starting to connect together. Work world is as busy as always, and you realized I've let myself go. Okay, so this is the level that I'd let myself go. At my, at my kind of minimum, which is probably a little bit too low, um, and probably about eight, nine years ago, I was at 92 kilograms. When I started this, I was at 117. Okay, so yeah, I'd let myself go a long, long way. But the biggest problem that I had was I didn't really know how to get out of it. Mm. Which I think that's the problem so many people have, is they, they get gone, 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 and then it's, they look in the mirror and they go, oh my, and they don't know what to do. Yeah. That, that's the big issue. And, you know, it's it's every aspect of your life. And for me, what I didn't want was um, I didn't want a fad. Yeah. I didn't want a diet. I wanted something sustainable. And I didn't want somebody to be prescriptive to tell me what to do. Yeah. And so then, how did you stumble upon www.healthierdubai.com and Jack Fall? Right. Who is sitting right across from us. Yes, he is. Patiently, he's quiet. His mic is full on and he's just enjoying the conversation so far. I'm I'm looking to see where Colin goes with it. So uh. this is, is, well, this is basic. I was out for beers with a couple of friends of mine. And I I just instantly saw Jack's eyes kind of twiggle a little bit. But that's the thing. He doesn't. We'll explain that later on. So I was out for beers with a couple of friends of mine. And uh, one of those had um, uh, a guy called Chris had let me know about, um, his journey and where he had been, he'd had that horrendous day where he'd gone in for a medical and they said, this isn't a question of you starting to do something next week. You're in that much trouble in terms of your cholesterol, your blood pressure and where you are. It needs to be now. Otherwise, you've got major problems happening. Really? Yeah. He was literally on that level and he's, he's about my age. So he's, he's early 40s, isn't he? Yeah. 
Um, and I'll, I'll do a bit of an intro to Chris as well. Uh, Chris, well, we, we'd love to hear about you first, though, Jack. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, well, I'll let Colin go on with his story, and I'll uh, go a bit more into what happened with Chris there. Okay, so what Chris basically said was he he was part at that time. He was part of the way through getting it all sorted out. And what he'd done was he'd reached out to Jack, and I still don't know how he knew about you, but we'll work that out in a minute. So he had reached out to Jack, and Jack had basically just been feeding him really considered but basic advice right okay so the things that i certainly was not interested in was i didn't want a personal trainer yeah you didn't want someone standing over you saying hey you're you know come on you do it faster do it faster exactly. not yeah. looking like you're making much improvement and let's get that uh, the old uh, <laughs> body fat calipers out and see where you're at i punched them right okay and it wouldn't be a good look and i'd end up in jail okay the second one that i didn't want was i didn't want a nutritionist because yeah. basically, it's not that I eat what I eat. It's just I want the flexibility to, when I get home that day, work out what I feel like and, and, and go from there. Let, let's be honest. You eat what you eat. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Well, no, not anymore. <laughs> Things are a bit different. But um, what Chris basically said was, well, you know what? We've kind of chatting to Jack. What he's basically said, it just makes total sense, which is if you focus on two things, which is control and accountability for what you're eating, and secondly, getting your steps up, yeah. then basically everything else sits really comfortably within that realm. And I'm like, okay, well, I can do those two things, I reckon, with a bit of help and a bit of support. But um, And at that point, you, you reach in your phone and say, G give me Jack's contact details. Well, he did. He gave me Jack's <laughs> contact details. But then bizarrely, we've talked many times about the British Dads group. Yeah. And bizarrely, a couple of days later, Jack posted. Over to you, Jack. <laughs> and I believe the first rule of British dance is we don't talk about British dance. Is this correct? Uh, well, it okay. is, but then I can mention the name as long as I don't give details. That is the, the, the basic scenario there. Um, yeah, so it, it, as, as Colin said, it actually started with Chris a little while ago. I'll do an intro to myself, but I'll also yeah. tell you what happened with Chris. So Chris reached out within the Brit dance group and he said to, uh, he reached out for a very fad diet. Um, I won't mention what the diet was, uh, but it was a very fad sort oh, of thing. I, I want to know. You can mention it. Was, uh, was uh, it was it the Atkins diet? They're, they're a very large a, company a that may, uh, may have a word with me. <laughs> so he reached out within the group and I then uh, replied to him saying, please don't do this. Yeah, yeah. Speak with me. I will literally take you step by step on what you need to do. And I can make, you, I can make it achievable and I can make it um, consistent instead of being something that happens very quickly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's done. So we started. I want to. I want to jump in for just a second because we we both have a mutual acquaintance, good friend of yours, acquaintance of mine, who's done these kind of things, and I always use him as the yeah. example. And I and I'm, I don't think he takes any offense to that. No, he doesn't. Where he he had done one of these programs, yeah, and he ended up looking spectacular. Yeah. I mean, it was night and day. And, and then I don't know why I stopped doing the program, maybe because it wasn't sustainable. And now he looks normal, but yep. he's a big normal, but he's normal. You know, it's, again, he's on British Dads as well, so I must yep. get him involved at some point. But um, yeah, it's one of those things, which is sustainability for yeah. me was everything. It's actually, interestingly enough, that was what was stopping me. Because as soon as I looked at something, I thought, that's a diet I'm not going to sustain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then my interest just waned immediately. And it left me with this almost paralysis in terms of, well, okay, that's not going to work for me. So I'm just not going to do it. So I did nothing. Back to Jack. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> w when I saw this opening, and I, I, it's something that I've always done for my clients in the past, which is keeping them accountable throughout. And when accountability. That, I mean, that is, that's the word, isn't it? It it's, is. It's accountability. Personal it, it accountability. It is the accountability program. You know, yeah. it is uh, staying accountable. Every pro post finishes with stay accountable sort of thing. 
Um, and I do this for my clients anyway, and I keep on top of them and they want personal training, but they also want, because what happens outside of that session? Yeah. So you do one hour of personal training, you're not going to get the results. Yeah. You do one hour of personal training, you've got seven days in the week. What's happening outside? And I've had people say, can you live with me and slap the donut out of my hand? <laughs> sort, sort of thing. So this is when I built the accountability program. We did it with Chris and obviously phenomenal results. Uh, Chris's recent post, I don't know if you saw what he put up, but things like um, his levels were back to normal, blood levels were down to a normal rate without medication. Yeah. And the doctor turned around and called him the biggest loser he'd ever met. <laughs> you know, and this is just wow. phenomenal to see for someone who has dropped so much body weight. And it's not just about the weight. It's the extra years putting on your life. It's yeah. the ability to run around with your kids, play a bit more, not be out of breath going for a walk. And these subtle changes, and I'm not saying it's for everybody who wants to be a professional bodybuilder. It's for people who've fallen out of shape. We live in Dubai, everything's delivered to our door. We don't go walking that much. We don't get out and about, but you want to lose weight and you want a way to keep it off and have a bit of education on the way because that's what was lacking was the education side. So you created the four week accountability program. Yes. Walk us through it. <laughs> step by step. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and, and I'm, I'm, when we've got someone who's been in it and done, you know, he's, he's, he's into the four weeks and beyond. So we've got a living test case sitting in front of us who can, you know, we, I, I want to hear about the program yep. and I want to hear about the program. So yeah, yeah, looking yeah. both ways on how it, how it all works. See, it, it, it does work in, in four weeks. It's not that you get to your end point, you get the education in four weeks. Yeah. What I like is that accountability that we keep talking about. So I like the fact that I need to report twice a week <laughs> And there is no way around that. I'm going to be giving weight and I'm going to be giving um, uh, the, the conversation. So we have a live Zoom chat once a week. And for me, that is the key check-in to get me mentally back to the right place, ready for the rest of that, that week period. See, I, I love this idea of, of having the chat, but having the Zoom chat, because when you, if you were to say, Jack, okay, well, we're going to get together at, you know, X, Y, Z location mm. and we're going to have a chat. It's like, oh man, I'm busy. I've yep. got a meeting. I've got this. Anyone can schedule in some Zoom time. There's always, even within the middle of a day full of meetings, you can carve out some Zoom time. COVID definitely helped. Yeah. <laughs> when the, you know, the opening up of Zoom, the opening up of uh, online talking and things like this, I think yeah. it's pushed people in that direction. So a bit about me, um, I've been a personal trainer now for many years. It started back in the UK. I used to compete in strongman competitions. Okay. So that was the sort of stuff, picking up the Atlas stones, lifting the cars, that's what I love to do. And when I moved into personal training in the UK, I, I, I saw the gap already. I saw the people who were the, the moody personal trainer, who like Colin says, shouts you, one more rep, you've got this in you. And I thought, that's not the way I want to go. I got a phenomenal results with many people uh, by help educating them as we trained. And then when I moved to Dubai, there was just this huge gap in the market for someone who could who could do this. So when I moved down that road, uh, route, sorry, and we started to build up my personal training, we started to build up the accountability, and then we started the accountability program properly as a solo um, engagement because it doesn't have to be with the personal training. The accountability, yeah. you can still lose weight without a personal trainer. But there are people in the group who have a personal trainer and they're mm. still personal training. Yeah. And they've said to me, why has my trainer never told me this? <laughs> yeah. And one thing that I've said on the group, uh, the group many a time is personal trainers, we should all be out of business. I love what I do, but we should be out of business. <laughs> it's very simply calories in versus activity. Yeah. So if you're eating more than you're putting out, you're gonna put on weight. Yep. But Can we just focus on that one for a second? Okay, so we have all these various fad diets. We have these various companies that are telling us have our, yep. our wonder products and away we go. 
That point that Jack's just made is absolutely key, which is when it boils down to it, there's two things, which is calories and activity level, yeah. steps. That is the whole point of the accountability I think program. when people start to realize there's no magic, you know, mystical thing that I mm-hmm. can just take this pill, you know, and you can, you can watch and listen to as much as Dr. Oz as you want. And there's this thing and you'll see them on the internet. I mean, you yep. both see them. That, nothing is going to work in the long term. hundred yeah. percent. If you don't just generally think calories in calories out through activity. Yeah. And um, I could bring out a diet tomorrow that gives you three cups of coffees instead of meals. And that would be absolutely fine. And people would believe that diet because they're in a calorie deficit. Yeah. So that's what a lot of these diets are. Replace a meal with a drink. So if you look at a regular meal size, that's let's say 800 calories or 500 calories as a meal. And you're replacing that with a coffee, which is zero calories. Of course, you're going to lose weight. And yeah. that's how they get these reviews online yeah. because- they ask you for a review after three weeks. Yeah. I've lost so much weight in three weeks. Okay, great. But you're crawling up the walls because you really want a Snickers. You know, and that's what these diets have become. Okay, replace your meal, have a coffee. Yeah. You would lose weight. But it's not sustainable. So actually teaching people how to work it out for yourself, how to figure out your calories you need, how to figure out how much protein you need, how to figure out your current activity level, because there are formulas to this. Yeah. And they're not complicated. And I share them with everyone. <laughs> I say, here's the formula. This is what you need to do. And people go, right, I've typed it in. It says 2,200 calories. I'm going to put on weight. I'm like, no, you've just been told time and time again that you will put on weight if you eat over 2,000 calories. But that's not technically true because you're burning 2,300. That stage of the process is quite key. And is it, this comes this comes early on, right? When, you, when you're having that chat, it's... So yeah, when, when it comes to the accountability program, the way I start it off is... Um, I make them be accountable from day one, but I don't give them any information on day one. Uh, For two days, I say, just write down everything you eat. And that alone, for some people, is, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. And I mean, write down everything. This this is the amazing thing, because, you know, you'll reach into the fridge and you'll grab a little piece of cheese, you'll walk by the the biscuits, and I'm only going to half of one. And then when you at the, you know, at the end of the week, if someone gets together with a, a trainer and they say, well, how what did you eat this week? Well, you know, okay, I had this for dinner yesterday. And they don't mention the bag of Frito-Lays. They don't yep. mention the Pringles. They don't, when you start tracking it, you kind of, you start to realize, and I always find you start to realize things, you start to realize the groupings of things, yep. or my big pet peeve these days is hydration and how, because of COVID, so many people are dehydrated because they're not outside. They're yep. not moving around. They're not walking by the water coolers anymore. Yep. What I found uh, very early on in personal training is I used to do this for people, but I'd say, give me a diary for a whole week instead of just two days. So they'd write a diary for two weeks, uh, sorry, for a week. And I'd just give them that diary back and say, okay, eat that. Because I can yeah. guarantee they left stuff out, always. <laughs> yeah. they've, all, they've left out the biscuits, they've left out. One of them tried to hide red wine under snacks. You know, it's, it's one of these things. Wait a second, you know fully well that I put red wine down under snacks. I account for it, but it is in the snacks category on my fitness pal. But this is what people, and they would write down what they believe they'd eaten. And I say, yeah. okay, eat that exactly for a week. And they'd come back two pounds lighter. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so the first one, maybe you weren't eating yeah. what you thought you were. So just having people write down for two days, and we all work long hours here in Dubai, some of us anyway. Um, and when, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when you're in the office and people bring in biscuits or they bring in a cake or they bring in some sweets, you do just grab them. Like, so if you look yeah. at um, you know, miniature heroes and things like that, you don't realize that potentially you're taking in 400 calories in a very tiny handful. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've put your calories well up and you've not tracked it. You look at it and you go, 
well, I'm at 1,800 calories and I've not lost any weight. Yeah. Well, that's because you've not tracked everything. And I, I hate to be the person that says, just track it or take a photo of it or write it down. But that's what works. Yeah. And that's saying to you, I'm being honest with yourself. Because if you find you've stuck to it 100% yeah. and you've done it every day and you've not lost weight, you've not stuck to it. See, this is one of the interesting things as well, which I brought up with Jack quite early on, which is, I'm one of those people that's going to take time to fully believe in something and then apply it. And what happened for me was, um, I talk about it in terms of um, hairs, and, uh, hairs and snails, basically. Um, I needed three weeks just to get my head around what was actually going on here. Yeah. And by that time, I kind of realized that, okay, if I'm not tracking this accurately, then it only boils down to me, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it's so logical, but it takes time, or it took time for me just to understand that even if I am having those pints of Guinness, they're going down, I'm going to um, detail it, so that way I know what I need to do the yeah. next day to straighten it all out again. Jack makes a really big point of this, and you normally do this like week two, week three, I think, which is, guys, you're allowed an off day. It's perfectly okay. <laughs> You know, but what you can do is you can steal calories from different days, so that way you even it all out over the period. Yeah. So doing that, I mean, last week was a classic. How many of us were away on staycation, Jack? And they must have been seven or eight of you were away. Every email that came back that day was, "Listen, I've been on a staycation," <laughs> and that's how it started. That they're preempting what yeah. they put in the email and what they've replied to me. I did that. <laughs> right. Because in all truth, last week we had a couple of nights away and I reckon that I was all right on the food. The issue was my wine consumption went up yeah. quite dramatically. And, and there's calories in wine and there's yeah. sugars in wine. Yeah, and there is. There's a lot. People forget about that. Well, no, I tracked everything. Yeah. And I was going six to 800 over each day. Okay. And then we got towards the end of the week and I actually did a sneaky weigh-in where I came in like 1.8 kilos over the previous week. But then we always have the same time, which is first thing in the morning after yeah. um, the, the basics have been done, which is your weigh-in stage. And I'm literally dreading. It, for me, it was Saturday morning because I, I wasn't back on Friday. I was dreading it. I was like, oh, God, here we go. We'll have to tell Jack and put weight on. Anyway, we got to Saturday morning and um, I literally did all the standard things. I stepped on the scales and I kid you not, I was at zero. And I could have been just... I was the happiest I've been in a long while because what it basically boiled down to was I understood that I had gone over. I had not, not, I didn't feel guilty about it, but I knew that the week after, even if I had gone up, then I knew that I needed to change things for the forthcoming week. And the truth was after doing this for a while, I knew exactly what I needed to do to get there. Mm. And to actually therefore still be at, at that zero point is magic. And I didn't mind having that conversation with Jack because Jack's very open to say, look, some weeks life's going to get in the way. Yeah. And that's fine. You haven't fallen off the the um, the bandwagon. It's a temporary situation. And you know exactly what to do to put it right again. Yeah. So don't beat yourself up. Just move on. Self-accountability. Yeah. 80-20 um, split is something that I always say. 80-20. 80% of the time if you're on point and everything's going right. And 20%, you have a bit of cake, you have a beer. Absolutely fine. So if you're allowing 20% of your calories for, if that's what you want to do, alcohol and and chips and yep. you know a bit a bit of chocolate but it's only 20% of your calories you're going to be absolutely fine because yeah. most people aren't doing 80% yeah. 
Most people are maybe good 50%, or as I like to call them, weekend millionaires. We have to be a little bit careful on the Pareto principles, though, because that fits perfectly in, into gin and tonic as well. 20% gin, 80% tonic. Doesn't quite work so well, as I found out. But yeah, the, the, the weekend millionaires, I call them, and these are people... The weekend who, millionaires, I like yeah, that term. Absolutely. They're, and you see your calories as your bank account. If you had a certain amount in your bank account, people do it in real life. You get paid on payday weekend, and what do you do? oh, I'm a millionaire, let's go out, let's have a few beers, let's have a bit of fun, you know, that sort of thing. And they spend all their calories on the weekend. So you have people that stick 1,800, 1,800, 1,400, 1,800. And it's, you know, it's good throughout the week. But on the weekend, the first day they have a few beers, the second day they're a bit hungover, so they have some food. And it goes to like 3,200 calories, which puts you in your maintenance stage, which more or less means you don't lose weight. And I had it with my clients where they would come back to me and go, I've done two sessions with you this week and I've not lost any weight. And you're like, okay, well, what did you do outside of those sessions? <laughs> yeah. And it's not to blame the trainer. And yeah. I'm sure any trainers listening to this would agree. You have us for that one hour. And, yep. you know, you can't say it's our fault if you don't lose weight, if you're out binging yeah. throughout the week. Yeah. But clients do. Yeah. You know, oh, of course, it's, it's, it's Jack's fault. If, I, if I'm if i not losing, it's, it's, your, di- your diet suggestions aren't working. Your your fitness suggestions aren't working. The way you want me to account for things, it just doesn't work in real life. It's your fault. Of course. You paid me, so it's my yeah. fault. But that's the classic of the accountability program, yeah. which is at the end of the day, you're given one job to do, <laughs> which is if it's gone in your mouth, get it on my fitness pal. Yeah. And, and, and if you can just literally do that, and then to get your steps right. Well, we've all got step counters these days yeah. on either um, smartwatches or, or smartphones. They're all just built into our phones. Yep, so exactly. now it's it's yep. not even an add-on anymore. No, no, no. it's just that. Yeah. So imagine those two things. So I, what Jack asks us to do is so simple when you really break it down, which is account for it, put it in my fitness pal, do your steps. And Jack's goal is simply to put himself out of business. 100%. If everyone yeah. followed this. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, but um, as Colin will say, you know, there's people, there's people who don't just want to lose weight. There's yeah. people who want a healthier life, but there's also people who want to get a bit more muscle. And there are people that need to train in the, dream, uh, in the gym or train with a trainer. And that's absolutely fine. The accountability program is for absolutely everybody mm. because there's a, there's a gentleman in our group who's doing three PT sessions a week. And like I said, he said, why didn't my trainer tell me this? <laughs> and I honestly don't know why. It's, but but has he, he tried to put his thumb on it and, and figure out what's, what's going on with this trainer? Like, I mean, I'm sure the trainer's great, but- A lot of trainers do it though. A lot yeah. of trainers, um, because a lot of people are busy and I understand that, you know, you've got 10 clients back to back in a gym and you know, you are just full-time stressed. You're just dealing with that client. Okay, I'm doing that session, this session, this session. And I believe we fall into this routine where we don't think about it as much, where mm. if they were to sit down with their client, and, and quite a few trainers do it, but some just don't, and say, what do you do outside of here? What yeah. is affecting your weight gain? What is affecting your maintenance? Or what has helped you with weight loss? Because that's a big question to ask. You've lost two kilograms yeah, you know, you over do? the past two weeks. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, what did you do different? Nothing. Well, you did. Yeah. <laughs> You've obviously <laughs> eaten slightly different. But I would have thought that if if somebody is prepared to make the investment into a personal trainer, that actually tracking themselves through the week would be a standard. Is that not the case? It's meant to be, yeah. Um, a lot of trainers will tell you, you know, track your food, write your food down, and that's great. But it's actually getting your client to do it. Yeah. And that's why and, I And do. the follow-through. I exactly. Mean, I, I think, and I, I'm jumping in here, but I think, you know, as you said, my fitness pal, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I mean, and this is just my, uh, I'm, I'm just, I've got no proof of this. I've done no scientific research, but I think a lot of trainers start off 
very engaged. And as you said, they get stressed. They got a lot of things going on and they want to see that initial, you know, week or two week diet. And then I don't think a lot of them follow up on it and continue to follow up. Uh, Yeah, we we do see that within the industry. Uh, But then we also, you know, they they don't have time or, um, or the clients just don't do it. Yeah. And if you say someone, if you have to say them three or four times, do this, do this, do, and they don't do it, usually after the fourth time, people go, right, yeah. just, just leave it as it is then. You know, yeah. you're yeah. willing to come to me each week. Okay, great. That's where that stops at. Um, I can try and follow up with you. And this is what Colin said. We do two weekly check-ins. So we have the uh, midweek, which is usually a group Zoom call where we all chat together. We all go over what we've been doing that week, what's worked. How for many us. folks are involved in the Zoom call? Um, up to 25. Okay. Um, but you know, we, we have half an hour, 45 minutes yeah. to an hour sort of thing. We all chat together. We talk about ideas, what have people done, what's people worked for people, what's not worked for people, because yeah. it's just as important. It's group therapy. It's really relatable. That's one of the great yeah. things about it, because you've got guys who, who are literally going through this entire same process as, as you are as an individual. And the number of little nuggets that, that yeah. I've got from that has been just absolutely I mean, magic. That to me sounds like the one of the keys to your accountability program mm. is, as you're saying, if you're doing PT, if you're doing a, a private program, you don't talk to everyone. And, and, and I've had this conversation with so many people, you know, yeah. us guys, we're, we're not going to sit down and talk about the nitty gritty of what's going on in our workouts or yeah. our dieting stuff. Well, you know, we'll talk about the larger picture, mm. but no one's going into that detail, create an environment where Colin and, and, you know, Chris yep. can say, hey, this is what happened to me. And, and Chris might say, hey, I had the same thing. This is what I did. And Colin might say, oh, I'm going to give that a try and, and talk back and forth. And someone else chimes in. Yeah, it didn't work for me that way, but I did this. Yeah. And I, I think, think, what an amazing thing. I think building that community around it has really helped people because you tend to find, especially with males, I found there when they're training, they, they, they like to think they can do it themselves. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's the same when they fix a house. Okay. You know, I, I know how to change a light. I'll be fine. You suddenly cl- cut the live wire. You know, this is... Uh, you won't be fine anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's the, I know how to do it myself. I don't need to talk to anyone. And we tend to shy away from it as, as men. You know, they don't want to say, I don't know what I'm doing. They go to the gym, they lift the weight and they come home and they eat rubbish and they go, oh, it's not working. I'm yeah. not doing something right. But for me, I mean, the, the, the magic of accountability... Uh, and the accountability program that Jack's doing is it's not it's not for me the, to to suggest I think that this is designed for gym bunnies. Yeah, yeah. It really isn't. This is the everyday person that's let themselves go and wants to get back in control of their weight yeah. and sees it as a long term process as something that they can just get back and get back to where they want to be. I don't think this is we've got the odd one as you mentioned, but I don't think this is the. Um, the program that you would do if you are dedicated to to PT sessions three, four times a week. It's a different type of person that's looking for this. And it's it's um, the real person. Yeah, and, exactly. and, and, and which, exactly which becomes it. the other element, right? And yeah. so many of these things we look at and you, I mean, I see them on Instagram all the time and you've got the guys, you know, and they're, they're doing the arm curls and, you know, they've got a kettlebell and they're doing, and I'm looking at that going, it's just not me. They're the one percenters. Yeah. They're and it's the just, uh, they're not speaking dead, to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, they might, you know, and they yeah. might come to you and try and sell you a supplement that can definitely help you lose weight. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't trust it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, they, they are the one percenters and the 99% of people are people, uh, or the 99% of people that come to me are people who've just lost the weight a little bit. Uh, yeah. They've had kids, 
life's got on top of them. They're working ridiculous hours. They're getting Talabat delivered every night, you know, because yeah. they, they keep forgetting they're having a donut at lunch and they've put on a bit of weight. And the Dubai stone is a real thing. We all felt yeah. it when I first came to Dubai. I went up to 125 kilograms. Really? And, you know, that was a quick change. And I was like, yeah. right, what is this here? To be fair, we should add in now that, what, are you six, seven? <laughs> six foot five. Yeah, he's a tall, a tall guy, and and, and one twenty five you know. on him does not look like one twenty five on me. But he, but he would be feeling it, and that we would be did. a little I bit did. more on the a little I bit did. more on the waist. And Absolutely, you'd... you know, you go up a couple of t shirt sizes, and yeah. that's what I like uh, to see from people. And there was, there was a recent post in the group of one of the members who's had to throw away a pile of clothes, and the pile of clothes would fill this table twice over. Yeah. And he said, "You've cost me too much money because now I've got to rebuy the wardrobe," <laughs> <laughs> and that's. That's what I want to see though. And that's why I, yeah. I want to see people when they've had to throw out the wardrobe of the, the former self that they had and they've remained accountable throughout. And they just say to themselves, I'm gonna continue with this. I know what I need to do now. I know how to set my calories. I know where I need to be. I know where my activity is. Because it, it, I say to people, track your steps for the first week. I'm not gonna tell you how many to do. They track it like, oh, I did 3000 today, 4000 yesterday. And it's just not enough. You know, 10,000 steps is what we should be doing every day. And that's where people need to start. It's just getting out and walking, especially in this weather right now. And you know, when it, when it comes to that 10,000 steps a day, that's your magic number. Yeah. So on staycation last week, I, I knew that I needed to do 10,000 steps, but I was in a hotel. And I was in a hotel that was half shut down, which was an interesting one. And the kids have got involved with it as well. So they were like, Daddy, should we go for a walk on the beach? I'm like, suddenly... Ah, right. So we can get a bit of family involvement here. Yeah. So what we did was we walked down half the, every lap that I did. I'd walk down half the beach with the kids. They'd have a play with Natalie on the uh, on the pier there while I walked the other half and came back and then we'd, we'd do the other half with them. So it actually became a family activity, which was great. I hit that 10,000 every single um, day, actually, apart from one that really got on my nerves. Where I was a thousand, <laughs> a thousand off because I got, I had to go and do something. I can't remember what it was, but it was late on in the afternoon. I planned in that last session what was it that I needed to do? Oh, I know. I had to go back home to go and grab some more bread for Dylan. So I couldn't get that last session in in the end. And, you know, that feeling is critical. We um, Jack introduced me to um, Don't Break the Chain as a kind of concept. And it's, it's worked really well for me because Jack spotted that I'm pretty heavily target-driven. So <laughs> when, when I, I've got that 10,000 um, that I need to do each day, for me, that's, that's an absolute fundamental and um, it's, it's worked really well for me just to, to plan out my day and make sure that I'm getting, whenever I get the opportunity, it's basic things like, you know, when I go to, um, now when I'm going to any of the malls, I park my car as far away from the entrance as I possibly can. So that way I can get just that extra few steps in um, going across that car park before I get there. I go the long way rather than the short way to go and uh, go and pick things up, you know? And it's these basics that will get you to 10,000 really easily. It's not a struggle anymore. It's and again, that, that personal accountability, when you don't hit it, you're beating yourself up. It's going, oh. Well, this is uh, the, just to elaborate there on what Colin was speaking about, which is don't break the chain. And you print out a calendar. And you print out a calendar and you say, what am I not going to break the chain with? And this works with many things, be it your business, your fitness, your lifestyle. And you put a cross on the day that you've hit your 10,000. And you keep on putting a cross on each day. So you don't break, so it's a thing to look at and you see yeah. it with apps nowadays. My fitness pal, congratulations, you've logged for 52 days. You're like, yeah. And if you don't log, you lose that and it's back to one day. You're like, damn it. Because we are very, um, we're led by that sort of thing. If you look at games that we play, the reason they have achievements in them is that's what makes them addictive. That's what yeah. makes us want to do more. 
So not breaking the chain, putting across every day that you do the 10,000, you will suddenly see that you're doing 10,000 with ease. And what Colin said is great, you know, parking further away from the mall. Yeah. But if you're in an office right now, set your get IT to set your printer up as the furthest away printer. <laughs> Be that on another floor. Yeah. So I, I and, know- And then take, take the stairs down the other exactly. floor instead of taking yeah. the elevator down one. Just these little things yeah. and just saying, right, okay, I need to print something, print, that's 500 steps. I'm there and back. Uh, or even your smartwatches. Your smartwatches have activity reminders on them nowadays yeah. to get up every hour and just walk around and do a quick 500 steps. Look like a madman in the office. <laughs> There's very, very few jobs where you're you're strapped to your desk nowadays. So and you, we even have a gentleman in the group who uh, does air traffic control. He's okay. actually strapped to his desk and he's still doing 10,000 steps a day. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you, it shows you, know is, you can do it. One, one of the one of the ideas on that break a chain that I used to always suggest to people and when, when and it's it's in the office setting and, and I would always look at the number of people who get up and go for a smoke break. Mm. And I, I would always say, you know what? Everyone go out and buy a pack of cigarettes and keep it on you. I don't smoke, but I you know, put a pack of cigarettes on my desk because that's permission every hour to go for a walk because no one does a smoke break in two minutes. It's a, it's a 15 minute gig <laughs> yeah. every hour where they walk to wherever they have to smoke, have the smoke and then walk back. So for 15 minutes, just go walk around yep. and hold your cigarettes and they say a smoke break. It's, it's quite cunning. It's, it's almost as an equality element to that as well, isn't there? Well, there is. Uh, this company is introducing that now. Yeah. For non-smokers, where they get an extra uh, day's holiday, because it works out how much time yeah. uh, smokers put in to right, having a smoke so. break. And if you look at that as well with companies, I don't think most companies would be really annoyed if you wanted to be a bit of a healthier employee, because a healthier employee is a better employee for that company. Yeah. You're sick less, you're off less, there's less wear and tear on the chairs, you know, the elevators don't need the springs replacing that, but these sort of things. Yeah. So if your employees were to get up and just walk around the office and motion creates emotion, you don't want people sat at their desk all the time because it becomes, oh, I'm bored of this job, I hate this, you know, it becomes that. Let your employees get up. Let them walk around the office for 10 minutes and get 500 steps in. It's not going to cost you your business. Yeah. But what it's going to do is get your employees revitalized, ready to get back to what they're doing. We had that actually at um, PlayStation in London where um, they were they were kind of adamant that you wouldn't be at your desk too often. So <laughs> nice. they, were, they were kind enough to build a bar for us on the ground floor. <laughs> so we all, we, all we, moved. Were doing. we walked. We did walk, but um, we then we then had this bar and then for some reason we got sponsored by Rolling Rock. And um, at, that, <laughs> at that point everything went downhill because we had no alcohol policy at the company. But the thought was there, which is yeah. it was probably a little bit too early in um, 2004 to uh, they were very forward think thinkers these. by the sound of it. Well, yeah, I think, I think, well, I don't know. I think the bar's still there, you know. But what a, what an <laughs> it's now a new business. Yeah. It really is. So, so when we're talking about the, the accountability program, so first of all, we, people need to understand what they're eating, what they're putting in. They need to understand what they're doing to burn those calories, that energy that they're putting in. They need to be accountable. They need to, you know, have a chat, get together mm -hmm. twice a week, as you said, once, yeah, yeah. once as a group and then once. I well, guess. So once, once, once. So once we do the check-in, so the check-in comes via email. Uh, it's usually sent out on a Thursday night to stop everyone going out and getting smashed on a Thursday. Um, does it work? <laughs> Colin. Uh, yeah, it does actually. I'm, 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 I'm shaking my head here and claiming it doesn't. But I'm not really that much of a party guy, but if I, if I am doing it, I'm doing it really, really well. Um, but it, it, it's useful because you know you've got the check-in on, on Friday morning and it does, it tempers Thursday, but in a nice way. You still know it's the weekend, but you know that you do not want to have retained water or, you know, a bit, yeah, a bit yeah, belly yeah. ready for that. So it does, it, it keeps you nice and calm on a Thursday. 
So yeah, uh, we send it out on Thursday night, which more or less goes out around midnight. So I'm up late getting the emails ready and I send it out at midnight for those who are still out on it. They get a notification on their phone at midnight. That pretty much tells them to go home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've got to weigh in in the morning. Um, and then the weigh in in the morning, we make sure that um, obviously the morning ritual has been done and they've not had any water or any food at that point because we want to make sure that we're getting a consistent weighing. Okay. Um, it shouldn't be... Colin will tell you the story. I'll tell you the story actually of Colin. Um, one of the, I think it was the first couple of weeks. Colin said, "Jack, I've done ten thousand steps today. I've stepped on the scale at night time. I've stepped on the scales and I've put on one point two kilograms." I said, "I think it was one point seven actually." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Why are you weighing yourself at night?" Yeah. I just wanted to check. And I said, "Well, obviously you've taken in food. You've taken in water." And the next day he messaged me saying, yeah, sorry about that. It's, it's gone. I never knew this. <laughs> right, seriously. I mean, you got to have a bowel movement. You got to have a pee. <laughs> what, know, do you think that I'm, stuff doesn't weigh anything? I've got, I've got the logic. But you know what? Natalie always says that when it comes to anything health-wise, I am an absolute retard. It's, it's just unbelievable. But I never even thought, but I can do like over two kilos on a, on a weight movement in the space of 24 hours. Well, that's nuts. Yeah. So the logic of if it always being at the same time, same state makes yeah. total sense. But the number of times that saved me is just unbelievable because I well, was sure last week I was stuffed and it turns out I wasn't. Things were all right. Well, and then there, there was that whole UFC thing, right? So again, where, where yeah. the guy's getting on the scale and he's over. Yeah. And so he's literally got someone holding the towel up because same time, same thing. So if, you, if you're if you always standing there buck naked, first thing in the morning on that Friday, you know, you've you've gone to the washroom, you've done all your things, you maybe had a shave, that's going to lose, you know, at least, you know, <laughs> two grams. Colin's shaving his hand next week. <laughs> <laughs> and, and boom, it's going to be the same every single week yep. and it's it, there's that fluctuation in the day this is this is that other issue if you start messing about weighing yourself a lot you you, you do your head in because you fluctuate so much and that, that's what does happen obviously your body has to absorb what you've taken in it has to convert it into energy and it does that while you're sleeping that's why uh, that you lose more weight while you're sleeping because your body has time to convert mm. the food into energy and it has you know to put it where it needs to be more or less and then you get up in the morning obviously bowel movements you, you've gone to the toilet Get, got everything out and then that's when you weigh yourself so don't you know annoy yourself by weighing yourself midday after you've had a pizza <laughs> and you know you've had a couple of cans of coke and you weigh yourself like, where's that 1.5 kilograms come from well i'll tell you <laughs> uh, but also doing it on the same day some days you uh, will you know f when, when it comes to weight loss it's not always just going down it's not it, it, it goes up and down. It does. Mm. That's what happens with weight loss because sometimes you've not accounted for something. Sometimes you've just had a big salty meal. You've taken in some water and you're holding on to that water. That's what happens. So not beating yourself up and saying, oh, I've, I've ruined it now. I'm going to ruin it for the weekend. I'm going to go on a binge this weekend because some people do. And I use the, the, the saying, if you dropped your iPhone on the floor, would you stamp on it to make sure it was broken? Yeah. You know, that's not what you should do. So if you drop your iPhone on the floor, such as you put on half a kilogram, do you then stamp on it by eating 10 Krispy Kreme donuts and saying, this yeah. doesn't work, it doesn't work for me, it's never going to work, where it's actually, it's just your mindset. And that's why I talk about don't break the chain, because giving yourself these sort of, uh, you know, keep it going, keep the achievement in lock. So even those days when you have the bad day, you look at the chain and say, I'm going to keep on going with this. That's pretty much week two, if I'm right. <laughs> um, so you were talking about the process that the program goes through. Week two is very much about understanding that, which is even if you fall off, it's no problem. <laughs> Just get back on. Yeah. And it sounds, again, so basic, but that point is is key, which it, you get to that stage sometimes where when you've had a bad day, you think, oh, 
F this. Yeah. And that's really where your head's at. So to actually have the conversation, and especially within the group, to say, okay, yeah, I've had a bad day today, and um, this is what, what's gone wrong. And other people have always been through that. And yeah. you know, well, I got back on, things were absolutely fine that week. And that's why I like having the community. So you have the community feel. It's all done in Facebook. It's all kept on Facebook. I'm not messaging people personally. You know, I like to keep it within the group. Obviously, with check-ins, I message personally. But when it comes to group activities, I'm saying post a meal that you've made. Post something you've made at home. And we have a chef within the group, I'm sure. <laughs> and he's making cauliflower mashed potato. It looks like mashed potatoes made of cauliflower. And he's like, this is how I did it. And sharing this sort of information with each other and sharing your wins and sh- even sharing your losses for the week. Yeah. What happened? oh, well, this happened and this is how I got over it. Or this has happened to me, how have other people got over it? Because a big one, I, I believe, is the amount of protein you take in. Making sure that your body can use protein as its fuel and you know, to build muscles and things like that. So if you have someone whose body weight is 100 kilograms, roughly they should be having 200 grams of protein per day. Which is massive. Yeah, that's a I lot. I mean, that is a huge amount. That's I mean, a lot. That, that's something I really struggle with. Um, because for me, I, I can hit it every single time if I've got one of my meals has been grilled chicken. Everything's fine there. If not, then I, I really have to focus on that to try and get there. And um, yeah, I'm, that's still one that's a work in progress for me right now. Some people just get it straight away. Some people just go, and like you said before, it's the, the tortoise and the hare sort of thing. It's... Some people just click. They go, oh, 200 grams of protein, no problem. I know that that's six chicken breasts. I know what I need to eat. Some people, it just doesn't. It takes a bit of time. They're not used to eating that amount of food. Mm. And you say 200 grams. And one of the gentlemen checked in this week and he said, my protein goal was 100 grams of protein. And I was like, you don't weigh 50 kilograms. I know what you weigh. <laughs> and he was like, wait, what's it meant to be? <laughs> and he, he'd messed up the maths in his head. And um, I said, it's 200 grams. He was like, oh, I didn't hit 100 and I'm like, okay, right, we need to assess this then. We need to, and at that point I'll step in and I'm not someone that's going to tell you off for putting on weight. Yeah. I will sit back Nothing. and say, you know, what can we do to make it better next week? What are you going to do? Set your goals, set your goals for the week. One of my favorites actually is week three, um, which is where you talk about uh, when you're not at home, when you're out, out and about or at a restaurant and whatever, what decisions you need to make to stay on track. Mm. And um, for me, that's kind of critical because we we tend to kind of eat out for for lunch, especially um, frequently. And it's nice to look at food in a very different way. So in the past, the bread bowl arrived. Oh yeah, danger. That's the danger zone. That's 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 a. (laughs) Well, under negotiation, the kids can share one piece, (laughs) and that's depending on whether or not they've done all all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And traditionally, I would nail that. And if if it wasn't- And to get a second one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was an absolute and utter addiction. Once I managed to work out, okay, well, that's just the antichrist. Let's leave that other well alone. And just start focusing on what's genuine food when you're out, seriously. And what, what are they not laced with huge amounts of butter? And- just the basics of that and also staying away from from starch and that kind of thing and the one that you told me that always resonates is ask for a double portion of steamed vegetables instead and it will replace so many different things in the meal and for me that was actually the key moment where i think i got all of week one and week two was when week three came along i was like 
ah, now I get it. Mm. Uh, yeah, because eating out, obviously, a lot of people, and I'm a big fan of a chicken burger. You know, I love a good chicken burger. If I go to a restaurant and they've got a good chicken burger, I'm trying it. You know, it's one of these things, but I, I just won't get the fries on the side. Yeah. Um, because and people say, oh, do you keep the bun? Absolutely. If your trainer is saying, telling you not to eat bread, get a new trainer. Yeah. You know, everyone likes a bit of bread every now and again. It's one of these things. It's, it's moderation. It's, it's balance. Exactly. Yeah. Everything in small you're not eating. A, I'm sure you're not eating a chicken burger every day. Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if it, you know, yeah. if it's, it's, if it's a, a, a once a week or once every two weeks, that's not a bad thing. Absolutely. And, um, when it comes to these sort of things, people get so put off by what they've been told. I can't have this. I can't have this. I can't have this. And it's restriction. And that's why people fail yeah. where if you know where you need to be at. And one thing that we teach in it is lend from your day. So you say to yourself, I know I'm going for a meal with the missus tonight. I know it's going to be heavy. You know, maybe in the day, I'm going to go lighter in the day. So I've got a few more calories at night to enjoy that meal. I don't really have to worry about it. But there's so many restaurants out here and they've actually introduced this in Saudi Arabia now where on a menu, it has to have the calorie count next to everything. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We talk about (laughs) a certain factory here that supplies cakes that are made from cheese uh, and how many calories are in one slice. Oh, man. Do you, do you want to have a guess? I, I I almost never make it to getting a piece of cheesecake there. We'll go and my, my wife and I have become, when we go to that place, first of all, we're, we've become the old people because we just buy one thing and share it. And it might be a starter. And yeah. al- <laughs> you know what? Almost always it's a starter. Yeah, yeah. We'll get one starter, share it. They go, oh, do you want some cheesecake? I say, you know, I don't have any room. And and I, I keep trying to get the missus to order the cheesecake first. So let's eat the cheesecake and move on. Yeah. But it's got to be, I don't, I don't know, what, a thousand calories? Yeah, pretty much. The, uh, the lowest one, which is the base 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 one is around uh, 900 to a thousand calories but the uh, largest one on there is 1600 to 1700 calories so so if you sit down and have 1600 calories of cheesecake and then hit to starbucks and get the mochaccino cappuccino whatever chino with extra (laughs) caramel on top on the double cream you're now at 4000 calories even if you just have that cheesecake and a portion of fries (laughs) you've hit your 2000 calories but of course because we're divine (laughs) We I go big. Ch- I fact check. No, well, no. Interestingly enough, I fact, fact, check. I fact check you on this. Did you know that in the US they have the Red Velvet Supreme, where Ooh. one slice is one seven two two calories? Oh Jeez. my goodness! Here, you're absolutely right. We max out one thousand six hundred. So well done, Dubai. Holy well man. done, Dubai. Seventeen hundred ca- calories in that's one, it. and that's, that's after you've had the factory nachos and the teriyaki chicken and an order of biscuits with the french fries and the, the fish and chips which is enough for a family of five yeah more or less you've eaten two to three days of your calories yeah if you have the full meal and oh, people don't see that and uh, you know if some put and you know some women are on 1000 i don't know some men are on 1700 calories so literally that one slice of cheesecake is, is their whole day and it's and you know with food obviously eating calories isn't the thing that makes you well, eating too many calories is what makes you fat. It's not yeah. eating calories. Carbs don't make you fat. You know, uh, fats don't make you fat. Protein don't make you fat. It's eating too much and yeah. uh, going over your calories and what you actually need to be in, which is the calorie deficit. That's what makes you fat is going over that and having too much coming in and not enough going out. I'd love to see a mandate actually taken on from your point from, um, from Saudi. I'd like two mandates. First of all, I would like all calories to be on all items, but I also like any allergens. Yeah. We struggle mm. with that, as you well know, with Dylan. And it's a major issue for us to work out, okay, what if you actually put in it? And you wouldn't imagine how often, in fact, no, on every occasion, that when we ask the question, it's always back to the chef. And quite often the chef comes out and he's not totally sure. 
Well, that's horrific from our perspective. We, ah. we, we've had a very bad story about allergies here. Um, my partner, she has a, a very bad peanut allergy, and she was given peanuts after being told not to give her peanuts, uh, you know, which was a peanut butter ice cream. <gasps> and we said, has it got peanuts in? Oh, no. And they were so late to react. They were like, I don't know. Ran off, asked the chef. The chef obviously informed this gentleman that it did. He then went to get the manager. The manager stayed away for a while. And it was, you know, someone with a son who has allergies, you understand how vital that yeah. time is. Yep. Um, so yeah, allergies are a tough one. You know, one of my friends, his son's allergic to so much, you know, even like watermelon. And uh, in, in biscuits, there's watermelon seed within them. Um, oh, yeah. But then, then we have the absolute uh, opposite end, which is uh, we go to a restaurant, we say, we have a peanut allergy, please no peanuts. And they don't bring you anything with a seed on it. Yeah. So yeah. They, they don't bring out the bread and you're like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> there's, there's something missing. And they, they see seed as, you know, a nut and it's not, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think a better education for people, especially in uh, food industries would be really good. Um, and also to um, have them know what they need to do in this sort of situation, because it can be life or death for some people. Well, we go we go um, with uh, adrenaline pens everywhere. Yeah, same. Yeah. just a standard thing. Same. And, um, and <laughs> multiples at that. And uh, everybody, everybody must think we look really weird, because we go to every single meal with a suitcase. And, um, you know, literally at that stage, we've got them and they need to be kept cool as well. Right. So there's cool packs in there. We are ready to go. Luckily, we haven't had any, any major yeah. um, issues to date. But, you know, we, we know it's highly likely. Mm. So we, we're, we're sort of tracking through the, the four-week cycle here of the, the, the accountability program. What happens on week four? So week four, it's about what you do next. You know, okay. it's about understanding what do you need to do to adjust. Um, and this is what I say to people is when you start the accountability program, you only want to be in around a 20% deficit or a 10% deficit to lose weight because you don't want to throw everything out of the bag on the table at once. Yeah. You don't want to be smashing 20,000 steps and then only eating 1,200 calories because you have no room to grow. You have nowhere to go within that sort of limit. So we say, what is next? What are you going to do? How are you going to adjust? Okay, your weight's plateaued. What do we do? How do we step back into this? How do we say to ourselves, what am I doing wrong? Do we change the calories? Do we uh, up the intensity of the workout? Do we say, okay, I'm going to do something a little bit different? Or have you just not been honest with yourself for that week? So moving forward, you have to understand what I need to do. And hopefully over the four weeks, you've listened. That's the mm. big thing. You've listened and you know. But what a lot of people do, and they just want that person at the end of the week that's going to call them up and go, what have you done this week? You know, yeah. what are you doing? Let me help you. Let me help you to understand what you need to continue to do. And the, the retention rate um, already, you know, so many people sign up for the next month because okay. they have the education, but they still want that person to answer to. Because what happens sometimes, and you see it in companies, when someone becomes a manager, all of a sudden their work process slows down. You know, they're not doing as much. They're not accountable to anybody else. And it's the same in fitness. So how, how do you how do you mix both the cohorts? Both of me, you know, both the management <laughs> yeah. stuff and also. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you mix the cohorts? Like, I, I'm curious. So someone comes new, and you've got uh, you know a group of folks like like Colin, who's been on this for now months. Mm -hmm. how, how does that all? Factor well, in? Um, it's like, <laughs> as I mentioned at the start of this, I'm one of seven children, and my mum said it's easier after three because they look after each other. <laughs> So when it comes to the, when it comes to the group, um, obviously you have people that have been in there. And you have the alumni, you know, that yeah, yeah. continued from the month before, and they actually help guide people, which is great because oh, I can't awesome. always be on my phone. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, one of the gents put up, um, "I'm going for a beer, 
which is the lowest in calories. Colin was super quick. <laughs> yeah. well, actually, I'm tight as well. So it was, the, it was the lowest on special at the particular venue where he was, which I'd happened to be at the night before. So yeah, we, we do mix the groups together because it's, yeah. and I try and add in new things each week. I try and put up new stuff that, so if you've been on week uh, month one, month two, you, you, you will still get the same education. You'll still be held accountable in the same way. You're still having to check in, but hopefully you're learning some new things. And hopefully you're picking up little gems from other people as well. And that's why uh, the retention model works so well, because you still have to answer to me. You still have to stay accountable because so many people would sometimes just step back. And it happens with any diet. They step back from it and they go, I've done it for six weeks now. I'm going to have a week off. But then that week becomes two weeks. So then all of a sudden they're calling me up going, can I come back? (laughs) And also it it takes time for you to learn new behaviors and those to become normal. And um, for me, that's the absolute key. Interestingly enough, in the early um, the early month or so, I was trying to smash the maximum number of steps I could possibly do. I was trying to keep to the absolute edges of that calorie count. Now I'm trying to get normalized. So if I have the basics of, I know that I've got 2,522 at my current weight calories per day. I know that I need to do 10,000 steps every day. Trusting that process, which Jack tells us about, which is, look, if you do these two things effectively, you will lose weight. And focusing on just those elements. And now, you know, four four months down the line, I'm 10 kilos down and I'm losing on average half a kilo a week. Well, that's exactly where I should be at this stage. Yeah. I'm not I'm not looking to smash five kilos a week or something like this. I'm looking for really gradual, steady decline. Which is sustainable. Yeah, and then exactly. at some point, we'll hit that maintenance point, and then I'm going to go, right then, Jack, am I changing something now, or is this where I should be at? Yeah. And that's what I want, that accountability now. So it's a very different accountability from somebody who's starting at the beginning of the program. Yeah, um, and, it, and it works for everybody as well. It's not just this works it's a for brilliant thing. People. It just works for everyone. Exactly. Um, and if you're honest with yourself and you do as I say, I can guarantee that you will lose weight. And uh, half a kilogram a week is what people should be losing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I even say two to three pounds is great. You do that over a year, every week, you know, you're going to be very happy with where you, you get to be at. Uh, so when people do, do come on to the second time, they are, you know, some people say, I'm going to adjust. I'm like, well, why are you adjusting? And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take out more calories. I'm like, why? And they say, oh, cause I want to lose more weight. I was like, no, no, slow down. Let it go. Half a kilogram a week, 300 grams a week. Let that happen every week. And that's the way you'll sustain it. Because in the first week, it's true. We get the best numbers. Week one, when people have to write down what they eat, all of a sudden they lose three kilograms of weight. And they're like, this is magical. And I actually go on the Zoom chat and say, that's not sustainable. You know, I understand you think this is magic, but it's not. It's just getting you from where you were to where you are now. And three kilograms a week, some people cry out for that. They, well, that's what I wanted. Yeah. That's what, and they get it. And there was one gentleman who lost, uh, it was like 4.2 kilograms in a week. And he was ecstatic. I can't wait to do this every week. And I have to like, kind of say, that's not sustainable. All that's happened there is you've gone from a massive influx in calories every day and you've brought it right down to where you actually need to be and what your body needs. And you realize you're not hungry, you're not snacking on things. If you're getting enough protein and uh, vegetables from, you know, fiber from vegetables and things like that, you are fuller for longer and you don't need to snack. You don't stop and grab a donut. You don't, you know, but if you want that donut, absolutely fine. You know, it's 20%, 80% yeah. fine. <laughs> Account for it. <laughs> be accountable, yeah. Stay, stay accountable throughout. And that's why people continue to do this pro- progress because, uh, sorry, program, because they see the progress. 
they see that it's not just, okay, at four weeks, I'm done with you, move on, get on with your life. People want to say, you know, I want to come again. I want to do this again. I want to keep going. And as we get towards now, the women call it, uh, you know, black dress season, the guys, black tux season. Yeah. It's just before Christmas. People want to look a bit better. They want to fit into a tux they wore a couple of years ago. These yeah. sort of things. That's when we have the influx. Of it's a decade forward. ago, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> well, let's see how it goes. But it's 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 in a sense going back to that programming that we always had, right? And it's it's thinking long term, and it's not thinking I'm on a diet, I'm on a fitness routine, I'm you know, I'm doing some training. It's this is my life. Yeah, and that's getting- exactly it. That's exactly it. And the implications as well. Yeah. The implications of being able to play with your kids and and yeah. feel just healthier. I don't want to be an athlete. I never want to be an athlete. Mm -hmm. What I want to be is a fit dad. Yeah. Simple as that. You want to be able to keep up with them on the beach when they're in in schools at school and you're, you know, not being out of breath when you're walking upstairs. And honestly, it's putting years on your life as well. Yeah. That's the thing. Getting up and moving. And uh, we talked about at the very start, you know, uh, about the uh, Alzheimer's side of things is staying active as you get into old age is so important for the brain. It's so important to challenge yourself. It's so important to still do things that make the brain work. And you are putting years onto your life by assessing it now. Don't wait. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't don't say I'll start it in the new year. The, the new year, okay, here we go. Let's start new year. Let's do it now. It's January. The gyms are full. I'm going to lose all this weight. Do it right now. Honestly, ju- get on board. Do it to yourself and just commit to yourself and say, right, what am I going to do differently? And even if it's something, as, as of today, you write down, I'm not going to break the chain. I'm going to do 10,000 steps. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get up every morning and do five minutes of stretching. That subtle change in your life is a huge thing. And I'm not here to to, to preach to everyone, go and get a personal trainer, get a gym membership. All I'm saying right now is make these small changes in your life and all of a sudden you'll start to see much better results throughout. It's that simple. That's what you've been talking about, Colin. It's it's sold. It's almost like you you must kind of beat your head against the wall, hypothetically, thinking, this is so so simple. It's so easy. Yeah, but nobody's doing it. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what? How how is it that I got to forty six years of age? I think I'm forty six. I'm forty five. Somewhere around there. And how have I never heard about this? Yeah. And you know, my group, we've all got weight issues. <laughs> Most of my friends have got weight issues. How do we not know about this? Yeah. Why aren't, why isn't this like a standard thing? Why haven't governments invested <laughs> in this? Yeah. Because I mean, I think about the NHS and all the creaking that's that's yeah. going on there with overweight people and what that issues that brings the u.s oh my goodness why isn't this a thing yeah. you know i'm talking to jack about this and i'm going this isn't this isn't complex this isn't as you say this is not something that comes with a golden bullet it's just honest advice yeah well if you think of this is honest advice well what's everybody else getting <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and that's the change that people need to see. It's the understanding it, having the education side of it. And, you know, when, when you do your PT license and things like that, you do have to uh, do the nutrition side, which is, you know, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed learning about it. But if you go on YouTube right now, there's probably a thousand videos, 10,000 videos that would teach you what I can teach you. But there's also videos on how to get a six pack and not everyone's got a six pack. Yeah. It's about committing to something and committing to yourself, committing to what you want to do and committing to your goals. And that is when it becomes, okay, I need to check in with this guy. He's not going to shout at me, but maybe I've got to, you know, I've got to be accountable for what I've done. I've got to say to him what I've done this week and having that person at the end. And it's not someone that's going to shout at you or talk you down because that's the opposite of what you want. That's going to send you in the opposite direction. You know, people double down when you tell them that something's wrong. 
But if we can say, okay, well, what did you do? What caused you to do this? Why did you not do your steps? Is it that you need to get up 30 minutes in, in the morning a bit earlier and getting 5,000 steps nice and quickly to start your day off? Okay, great. Let's do that. Um, so it's having that someone there to do that for you and help you to understand moving forward. And you know, it's the same with like, we will fix it. I could probably go on YouTube and watch a video on how to change a light socket, but I also don't want to blow myself up. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> go, go to the professional, go to the person who has this knowledge and has this understanding uh, just to keep you accountable and just keep you on point. And even if you have a trainer or you don't have a trainer or you go to the gym or you don't go to the gym, it works for everybody. www.healthierdubai.com. It's that yep. simple. It really is human maintenance, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's that simple. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. I got to say, Jack, pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to hear about all this. And I just don't get why everyone's not doing it. It's that simple. Me neither. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been great. Thank you. We're going to do it all again real soon with We Will Fix It. Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Dubai. The We Will Fix It show. We fixed ourselves today. We at least least gave people the invitation to do that. Breath of fresh air, I think. Yeah. We'll be back, uh, as always, Potaholics with a K is where you can find us. That's www.com or send us an email, potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Find us on the socials. And we're coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai in the podcast studio. Have a great one.